From the failure of knowledge-based authentication to increasing risks socially engineered schemes are posing for employees and customers, Gartner analyst Aviva Lighton says fraud challenges are mounting, and it's not just cybersecurity risks the financial industry and other sectors should be addressing. Here, in this second part of a two-part interview, Lighton, who is one of the featured presenters at Information Security Media Group's upcoming fraud summit, discusses educating staff about socially engineered schemes, must-have technology, and key pain points for today's fraud managers. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. From a technology standpoint, Abiba, would you say that the systems that are available, are they up to par? Now, that's a really tough question because there's no shortage of innovative technologists that are doing really interesting things. But when you talk to the banks, just talking to a few of them two days ago, they can't find a good real-time fraud detection system that does what they need to do across transactions, across channels, and finds fraud in real time. Now, there are vendors that have good models, good statistical models, and the ability to serve these banks real time, but somehow it's not all coming together. Um, and even if you've invested a lot of money in real-time fraud detection, the false positive rates are too high and the detection rate is too low. So I think the banks are really struggling to find a really good real-time fraud detection system that works across different products and channels to do what they need to do. Having said that, there's a lot of technology out there, you know, these different layers we talked about, um, that do catch a lot of bad guys and are working. But it's a never-ending uh, continuum of having to update, having to patch, having to integrate. And if you think of yourselves, you put yourself in the shoes of a large financial institution, there's so many moving parts, there's so many organizations that have to cooperate. There's a lot of different siloed systems and getting everything integrated and talking to each other is a big organizational process issue as well as a technology issue. So the solutions that are going to win are the ones that are really easy to put in, that don't require much system integration, that don't disrupt operations, and that can find fraud in real time. And those are competing concerns and competing requirements. And Today, I don't think you can find the solution that can do all that. That's easy to put in, no disruption, and can find fraud in real time. If you're talking about finding fraud in batch, yeah, you can put something in that meets that. Or if you just want to find malware on a desktop real time, yeah, you could probably do that easily today. But if you're trying to score a wire transfer and correlate that with a call center transaction and correlate that with a DDoS attack all in a split second, there's nobody out there that can do it today without a ton of work. So, you know, that's on the high end in terms of how difficult it can be. We're also seeing some of the smaller financial institutions that rely on third-party processors getting hit. So it's really up to the third-party processors to spend some money and invest in better fraud prevention. And some are doing that better than others. So at the big bank level, you know, lots of attacks, lots of organizational complexity, and solutions that don't quite meet this real-time detection interest that they have. And at the small institution level, a lot of reliance on third parties that aren't always that vested in finding the right solutions. 
Having said that, there is a lot of innovation, and um, it's not all that bleak, but it's not an easy position to be in if you're a fraud manager. What final thoughts about fraud trends or fraud prevention should banking institutions be watching for 2014? Well, let's talk about the trends and the solutions separately then. So what are some of the trends they should be looking at or looking for in fraud? More social engineering of employees and customers, and as we spoke about, in person or on the phone, not just online. More mobile spam and phishing. So, you know, targeting those mobile devices with spam, not necessarily account takeover malware, but getting people to give away information using their mobile devices. I think there's going to be more attacks against VRUs, voice response units, you know, telephony banking and call centers, so more exploitation of the telephony channel. I think we'll continue to see low and slow DDoS attacks for distraction purposes. Um, I'm not a political analyst, and I can't tell you if the Iranians are going to be back at this point, um, but I can tell you DDoS is here to stay, and it is being used for distractions. Um, same with low and slow attacks of any kind, you know, setting up new accounts, uh, channeling through existing accounts and doing surveillance. So I think we'll see more of that. And we'll see continuing attacks against all types of money transfers, not just corporate payments. So, for example, HELOC loan uh, transferring money from a line of credit for a home equity loan over to a, a bank account, ACH debits as opposed to credits, pulling money from someone else's account into your bank's customer account and then taking it out that way. So that's just a summary of some of the trends. In terms of the solutions, we get a lot of calls on identity proofing. It's related to the KBA issue we spoke about, um, and it's related to more than that. I mean, the, the know-your-customer processes aren't working as well as they should be, So there's a big hunger for better identity proofing um, on new accounts and also for high-risk transactions. So I think we'll see a lot of innovation there. I'm already you know, hearing a lot of vendors build up their data networks where they put attributes of information together so you can bounce an attribute up and see if it belongs to something that was fraudulent before. More consolidation of the industry in, in that regard. We've seen a lot of innovative Web fraud detection get bought by big companies. Just since October 31st, 2012, four of the vendors I follow that were rated highly got bought up. So uh, Silvertail Systems, Trustier, Verisafe, and now 41st Parameter. So these innovative vendors getting bought up by the big guys, we'll see how that pans out. Big data analytics and cybersecurity, A lot of talk about that to help banks find the needles in the haystack. I think there's more talk than action, but there is some action. And I wanted to say before that the mid-sized banks are probably in the best position for implementing successful technology projects because they're just the right size. They're not too small where they're dependent on the third party, and they're not too big where it's really difficult organizationally. So it's more contained. It's just the right size. They have the resources and they're more likely to succeed at all of these projects. A lot of threat intelligence emphasis, so I think we'll see more networks popping up with good threat intelligence that the banks can use. 
and continuing education campaigns for staff and customers. And along with that, I think we'll see more organizational alignment across the fraud security and customer service units. I also think we may see some revolutionary technology pop up this year where it kind of scrambles web code. I'm keeping an eye out for that. But if you think about a lot of the online attacks, they're enabled because HTML codes in the clear and any bad guy can do some surveillance and figure out how your website works. So attempts to make that obfuscated are out there, and I think uh, we may hear about those this year. Aviva, I'd like to thank you again for your time this afternoon. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Again, we've just heard from Aviva Lighton of Gartner. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.